Hi, trendsetters. Welcome to another episode of That Trendy Therapist. Today, I have a very exciting episode for you guys. I cannot wait to share it with you all. It is on season two of Love is Blind. Now, I'm going to be recording this episode with uh, my friend from grad school, Eli Weinstein, aka The Dude Therapist. Um, He has his own podcast as well, and he is a therapist in New York City. I went to school with him at Fordham, and um, he's a great friend and colleague of mine, and he's also a couples therapist. So we thought it would be the perfect opportunity for us to come together and talk about the hype that is Love is Blind Season 2, because man, is there a lot to dissect with the show. Um... There's just so much to get into, and I will allow Eli to introduce himself. And what I will say, just to kind of preface, is that if you haven't watched Love is Blind, we will be talking about the deets, and there will be spoilers in this, um, including up till the reunion, because we both watched that. So make sure that you check this uh, series out before you listen to this episode. And without further ado, let's just dive in. Hey, what's going on? Hi, Eli. How are you? Are you doing okay? Can you hear me okay? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. Does my sound sound okay? Sounds Sounds perfect. Very clear. Uh, One second. Mic mode. (laughs) Okay, perfect. I'm trying to plug in my real mic. Oh. I mean, it sounds great. I don't know if you even need it. Okay, great. Perfect. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Okay, so... Let's just dive into this. Eli, can you introduce yourself for the podcast? Sure. My name is Ellie Eli, depending on who you know me from and where you know me from. Um, (laughs) And I am a LCSW therapist out in New York. I know Emma from Fordham University, grad school, and I run a private practice out here in New York working in... uh, love relationships and anxieties so it's fun time yeah fun times and that segues perfectly into what we're going to be talking about today which is love is blind season two super pumped super pumped okay so i first wanted to ask you what you thought about the premise of the show love is blind and like just any thoughts generally on the premise well i I think it's just a cool concept in general just because I think that there are a lot of issues having preconceived notions about people based on looks, how someone dresses. Literally, I work with someone right now who has a guy like asking her for her hand in marriage and has been in her life for years. And because the way he dresses is not up to par with how she would want her partner husband to be, that's like impeding on her thought process of just even going on a date Mm. or going for coffee. Wow. Right. So all the more so when you have young people trying to build relationships and and really make a connection, how someone represents themselves um, can make a difference. Funny story. uh, Mm -hmm. My wife and I, when we met um, there back in the day, my profile picture was not as handsome. (laughs) It was a little bit awkward. I had a picture of myself and my grandma wearing some like funky costume where I had this massive belly, like fake belly (laughs) and ugly, crazy hair. And Uh, my wife was like, looked at it and went, well, I can't judge him on a picture because it's just a Facebook profile picture. It means nothing. But if we base it on a picture and how someone looks in one picture at some angle, right? we swipe left or right based on that. If Mm -hmm. someone had a dog in their, in their profile picture. We do that for therapists in psychology today. Yeah. Right? If their picture looks a little wonky or not, I don't know, warm or, or mm. we make a split decision on if someone is a good therapist or a bad therapist or not for us because of a picture online versus actually meeting them. So the mm. concept of the show seems great. Build relationships with someone on a deep level without seeing them. Right. But it's a crapshoot because yeah, as we saw, what if you don't like the way they look and they're not your type physically, but you have this beautiful, magical connection emotionally? How do you grapple with that? Right. 
Right. And I think it's interesting how the show is kind of set up in the way that like they don't see each other for obviously the, in the pods, the first few episodes, but actually for the majority of the show, it's when they're in person afterward right. and they're like, you know, gearing up for the wedding process. And in that sense, like they are in person and it's just kind of like a dating show where they're figuring it out. But yes, the, the first part is really like they're finding whether they can match with somebody that's based on just personality and everything and i think it's like seven to ten days worth of dating yeah like multiple times a day like having like hours of conversation hours and yeah and we don't see most of it we see nothing mm-hmm. i don't know about you but since watching the show i've been really getting into the really really ridiculous tiktoks i think i've sent you a few me too. Of yeah me too. um mm. and uh how they do this the like the not the splitting but the uh splicing of the the the, the producers of like a random question being asked and the answer has nothing to do with the question or random uh, laughing. And we're seeing zero. And even it came out in the reunion that Shake was a lot nastier and even dirtier yeah. and more disgusting towards women on the show that we didn't even see. Right, right. Yeah, and also we didn't even see a lot of the in-depth discussions. Like we're talking about marriage. We're not mm-hmm. hearing about like them talking about, I mean, cause even with, um, Natalie and Shane, they didn't talk about like the finance aspect until they were in person. Yeah. You and know? even so, and, mm-hmm. and even just like uh, uh who was it? Um Shane and Shayna was all about like what are you wearing? Yes. How sexy are you? And it wasn't you're like you're wearing a crop top. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm crop tops, and he's right. like, doing all those weird <laughs> body movements on his couch. Um, <laughs> but like there was no depth to their relationship, but maybe there was that we didn't see, which painted Shayna and Shane as this all about okay. external um physicality but maybe there was true depth there that we didn't get to see which made his decision even more yeah complicated you know complicated than just oh they're hot for each other and they physically are attracted to each other in some way or another mm-hmm. because right. it made natalie this depth and shana this external like this, esoteric level, person right it seemed like they were kind of based on more like sexual attraction exactly. even if they haven't seen each other right yeah so i loved it yeah, no, yeah, I will start by saying I loved it too. Very, I mean, I get all the hype, of course. Like, it's it's so, I mean, season one, I don't know if you saw season one, was mm-hmm. not as great, though. No, it was Definitely not. not and, good. And I like this. My wife is a huge uh, reality show, like Survivor. Her family has been watching Survivor since it started. Me too. Wait, mine too. Based, okay, we have to talk off, you know, and yes. my <laughs> wife and you have to talk about this. Their family, literally, they, they, they watched Survivor for years, you yeah. know, for 20 years I've been watching it. Uh, Bachelor Nation stuff. Mm. I find this a lot more enjoyable as a therapist yeah. and as a as a as a guy in a long term relationship, a married man, mm-hmm. because of the depth and the potential of that versus just the drama of Bachelor and Bachelorette of like women and men just being terrible to each other to try to get mm-hmm. with whoever it is at that time. Like this is like a one right. like one to one relationships versus one guy or one girl trying to date 30 people at once and all the drama that comes with that. Right. Right. And there are people that like, they're all from Chicago. They're working like the yeah. have careers. Like, it's not just like, Oh, I'm, you know, an influencer and I just want to like get <laughs> the guy that's going to take care of me kind of thing. It's every like every season, every season of someone, you're not here for the right reason. Right. You're just here to make you be famous. <laughs> right. Well, people are saying that about shake actually, which we'll get, well, to, but it kind I, I don't, I don't blame them for saying that, you mm-hmm. know, I, we why don't we st- why don't we just get into shake a little bit because okay. I feel like we need to. So, what wh- specifically? I wrote I wrote a few things about him actually. Um, yeah, we just wherever start wherever. I think that it's really interesting that he in the first of all I, I, is it okay if I ruin the reunion. That's okay. Yeah, um, I intro. We're spoiling everything. Great. Um, the fact that you can tell how pissed off can i curse here yep okay the fact that people were pissed off and and so on edge about him and every time he spoke the entire room rolled their eyes and was mm-hmm. just so frustrated again with whatever we saw we didn't see a lot of it probably because it's production but they just didn't care about anything that he said because they felt that he was so fake and the fact that every guy sitting on the couch and in that room warned deeps to not end up with him mm-hmm. says something even from the get-go that he sees her he grabs her ass 
That's I the know. First thing he did. Now we've seen the opposite on the show, where like there's totally no physical connection, mm-hmm. like standing apart from each other. Last season that happened with that I forgot her name, the blonde girl who like did yeah. all the drama. Right. Right. So right. she was like removed, like her body was turned away, but he was like, "Oh damn, you're so hot," and like grabbed her ass, and yep. she liked it. She was like, "Oh, that was nice." Like, "Oh, that's enjoyable." Mm-hmm. But he, I don't know. I'm not going to diagnose him at all. But he shows a lot of narcissistic tendencies. He does. The fact that even at the end when he apologized was mm-hmm. seems so fake, just to save face. I think. Yeah, ingenuine for sure. And I think her, her name is Vanessa, right? Nick Lachey's wife he, is Vanessa. Oh yeah, they really got into it. Oh, that was awesome. My heart was pounding. I was so uh, Me too. It. I was like, yes, that's some real shit right there. Like, I'm and so glad you went. One of her husband was like, oh, the only woman I'm attracted to is her. Yeah. Like, if anyone said that about my wife in front of me with the girl that you just dated there. It's disgusting. I would have punched you in the face. Like, I like know. there was no awareness of anything that he was saying. He put his two cents into every conversation thing that he knew yeah, things that better he than everyone. Then. Right. It was, it was it was hilarious to watch and very sad. Like it was like a train wreck. Like he was yeah. just a train wreck. That's how I felt too. I mean, it, it's like there there's so much anger watching him, but also like I was sad because yeah. it comes from a place of like incredible inferiority complex and just like yeah. no sense of self and just trying to overcompensate. Even when like at the wedding when Deeps left, which was great, and I'm like so happy that she did that. Um, he was just like, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I have reservations on Sunday, no, like so stupid he like intellectualized it so much I'm yeah. like, well i'm glad that she did that because then i didn't have to and right like, and then and then he said like okay everyone let's party and like didn't even have any feeling no nope. throughout the show calls her the person that is like the best best person he, she's he's ever met and talked about her as the deepest connection he's ever had mm-hmm. like that is what a real relationship is built on yeah, and you but can't he see obviously that. was from the from the get go was just there for the wrong reasons. I feel like he also just was like so maybe he thought that he was going on the show for the right reasons, but I think once he got there, it was just falling back into those ways that he seems like he always was about like what's your physical touch? Like, can you be on yeah. my shoulders at a music festival? Like, it was all about weight. It was all about appearance. It was all about weight and the fact that his history of only dating blonde women. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. I've heard, like, I don't know what to trust or what not to trust in some of these articles and things right. about the show, but I heard that he had uh, weight issues when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Now, not surprising. I, I'm, you know, I'm a big guy. I've waxed and waned with my weight, mm-hmm. but he works so hard to find himself as being a vet doctor who's the slick, cool guy mm-hmm. who has it all together, the way he dresses, carries himself, walks, talks is extremely filled with attitude and this superiority complex. He's an only child and, Mm -hmm. and he had weight issues and he's very like focused on that. Right. Right. And I think he was trying to find someone that was going to fit in that image that he's trying to create. Yeah. And a relationship, it should not be built on trying to push an image that you hope for somebody in something. Mm -hmm. It's that you there's a there's a, a a research study. I heard this on a, on a podcast with Dak Shepard and Adam Grant. Who, yeah. Uh, if I ever had to be couple friends with any celebrity, I would definitely pick Dak Shepard <laughs> and Kristen Bell. Yeah, those. Oh, I love them. Love them. Love them. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and uh, I've already spoke to my wife about that. She knows, so we're good. Um, <laughs> Same page. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Adam Grant talks about this research study. I can't remember who. I wrote it down. I can't find it of this concept called maximizers and satisficers, which yeah. sounds like the fakest words ever. Yeah. But what does that mean? A maximizer is someone who is never content. They always need to check oh. off every box and the cherry on top. And if you don't get the cherry on top, you will not be happy. So right. it's like going for a house and you get all the bedrooms you want, the square footage. Oh, but it doesn't have mm. the perfect crown molding or the perfect, you know, uh, entryway and the garden or whatever specific detail is just not perfection you cannot settle right. and same thing happens with relationships oh their their personality is great their family's wonderful they'll embrace me we have connection we have love well their nose is weird or they have a weird big toe or like right something that, 
like, oh, their hair type is not my thing, but everything else works. But this one thing, I just mm. it reminds me of like a Seinfeld episode where like they they nitpick at every stupid detail. Right, right. A satisficer is someone who's able to have their boxes checked and be content and be happy and fulfilled with their life. Okay. So it might not be perfection, but what they're looking for is there, and they can be okay with that, and even extremely happy with that. Mm. And we and we move through those two things depending on situations of life and different mm. and different things in our life okay. so like the people who are maximized in relationships usually are those people who are chronically single who can mm-hmm. never find and nothing ever works out right no one's ever good enough they're always missing that one thing yeah it's not me it's you kind of thing you know mm-hmm. that conversation and satisficers i want to make it very clear doesn't mean you settle it doesn't mean you're giving mm-hmm. up anything it means that what you are getting is what you want and you're happy with that and then you're okay. Right. Right. So it's just an interesting thing. It really was applied to like more business-esque and and, and societal things of America. But it's just <laughs> something that I saw with him. Like he just wants yeah. everything. He just wants everything and anything. And he can't be happy if he doesn't have everything. Right. And he even like when you said the thing about settling and how it's not settling. I feel like he said that at one point in the show too about like, oh, I don't want to settle. As if like being with Deeps, the person that it was like the perfect match for him in every other way was settling because he didn't have this like, quote unquote, animalistic attraction that he kept saying with her. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not here to get graphic or, or talk about your relationship or my relationship, but like it's not <laughs> animalistic all the time. And it won't... He has a very like warped perception. Yeah. Of like what it's supposed to look like. It was very sad to watch. It was very sad to watch him tank something and somebody that seemed that everyone loved mm-hmm. and then even on the show you have kyle who's like i love her and i think they're together now i think they i think they're dating i mean i've seen a lot of footage a lot of uh pictures and videos of them together in chicago which i love i love it i mean we didn't see a lot of kyle on the show but from what we I saw know. yeah i think the two people i was sad that i didn't see enough of was sal and kyle because i think that they're really deep yes guys Sal too. I felt like Sal, I mean, I feel like, you know, he was just such a romantic and I, I don't know him and Mal, were, that was the weirdest couple for me. I couldn't yeah, really. I think Nick said it also. Um, I love how I'm talking, referring Nick Lachey in first person. Um, <laughs> Nick, if you hear this, we're buddies. Um, <laughs> but like the way I was confused the most by Mal and Sal. Mal me and Sal. too. Because it seemed like they were doing so well and they were making strides and working and talking and having deep conversations, even fights and recovering and, you know, all yeah. the things that you want. But I think that what people don't realize, and I'm, it's pretty obvious to me and, and maybe to you, but this is like three weeks of trying to figure out if you're going to say yes right then and there of all the pressurized situations of maybe months to years that you normally would date someone. So right. it's just very high pressured. It's like a condensed period of time. Like all these fights that you would have over a course of time, like you're finding it out in like, yeah, a few weeks, not even. Yeah. And and Sal seemed all in and like was head over heels with Mal. Yep. And then he doesn't because of some of the worries he has. And I thought what he did at the end brought me to tears. Like the fact that he had Mm -hmm. the wherewithal to turn to her family and apologize and speak so nicely about her. And like that gave me the chills. Yeah. Gave me the chills. And the fact that they tried again afterwards, that's also a misconception. Just because they said no to the wedding doesn't mean they can't have a relationship afterwards. It just means that the show is not love is blind. It's this did not work on the show and the experiment didn't work, but we're willing to work on it after. Right. And that's a genuine connection right there, because like it wasn't just for the show. It was like we had something and whether or not it fits into like this premise of this show, we have to get married at this point doesn't mean that we can't continue to build what we did in the show. Yeah. And, you know, talking about that idea of of things we maybe didn't see on the show and things like the, the confusing parts and the pressurized situation, I would love to hear what you thought about Danielle. Yeah. So, mm, okay. I had a lot. A lot of- there was a lot of stuff that I feel is right up your alley of like yep. self-esteem and body image stuff that was like playing into so much. I know. I really, I really, it was, it was, it was hard to watch because obviously she had, and I, and I read, I think she put a statement out about like that there was so much trauma that she was working through at the time that the show began. And you could tell like there was so much that she was carrying and like the past issues that she had with weight. She clearly like, 
that's still a thing for her and she's probably carrying that into her relationships I mean she is and so I felt like everything that was happening with her Nick was his name right yeah yeah I felt like she it was it was a lot about like the projection projection of her own insecurities and you know this feeling that like no one's ever going to love me for who I am and you know, I don't, I don't know whether she's found that self-love either. And so I think she was trying to wade through, like, how could somebody else love me if I don't love myself? Um, and there was just so much baggage that she was bringing into the situation. I don't know. I mean, I felt like I was questioning whether she was ready to be in a relationship at that point. But I felt like, if anybody, Nick was sort of, I don't know, I felt like Nick had his own there's a lot that I have to say about this couple. <laughs> Let's just start there. Cause him and his family and like him being the only male figure really. And like the sisters and the mom seemingly like he was the odd one out. Yeah. And I felt like he was sort of looking for that female figure and maybe he found it in Danielle where he could feel like he was not the odd one out that he, that he had a part in things. I feel like they were both kind of drawn to one another because of that. Like they felt some inadequacies by themselves and they were, you know, filled up with each other because of that connection they had but I don't know I went back and forth a lot on that relationship and my thoughts on it and whether I felt like it was actually like a healthy relationship or not because obviously they fought like the entire two-thirds of the show Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um so but they seemed on the reunion like you know they were still together very much so and they lived together so I don't know I mean what did you think about it I they were the reason like watching them was the reason why I put out that statement um, on social media, like yep. love is blind, call me. And that's because, doing this episode. So I want to hear what you have to say about that. Uh, I cannot believe after the experience that Nick had with her, that he actually said, yes, I was so surprised. I was shocked. I think they have something called like a trauma bond, which happens yes. in relationships. Tell us um, Eli, tell us. Yeah, so it's more about when two people have traumatic experiences that might be somewhat similar. Um, and even though the relationship can be really hot and heavy in the intensity of how they fight, the aggression, even the way they talk to each other and relate to each other in such intensity, it's comfortable because they might know that or it's their experience of mm-hmm. other relationships or their past trauma. They both come, they both come from households with divorce, right? And I'm not saying that every divorce has to be ugly and disgusting. Um, but it seemed like their experiences with their families was not so calm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that Nick created this atmosphere of himself to be the one that's put together in his family. That's like the savior of the family, the one that's organized mm-hmm. and, and clean and 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 mature mm-hmm. and well thought out and and all these wonderful traits. And I think that even if you see when Nick meets Danielle's family, how the Danielle's mother is like talking about her. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so surprised or excited. Yeah. But she's found someone. She's a lot to deal with. She's a lot to deal with. Yeah. She kept saying that. Now, I'm not saying that someone who has mental health issues or struggles, like, hey, I have anxiety and ADHD. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm not worth love and don't need or deserve to have a relationship with someone. Right. But it means that it's 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 a it's a thing to learn to navigate for the other person in the couple. Exactly. It's not so simple. I just felt bad for Nick to have to be the savior to continuously. Mm. And I think he said this somehow. I don't remember the exact line. Prove to her that he's still there. Yeah. Like that is not fun when someone keeps trying to push you away and yell and scream at you and tell you, why do you love me? You shouldn't love me. You don't love me. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? Go away. And you're like, but I'm here. I'm here. That can create a massive amount of resentment. It can create a massive amount of fatigue of like, well, I keep telling you I'm here and I'm keep, I'm here the next morning. I'm here every day. Right. You got to believe me because if you don't believe me, like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. And from just a relationship perspective as a ther- as a, as a relationship specialist, I was cringing at the way that they communicated. Like even, you know, the classic one that everyone's making fun of is like the one about, I texted my friends and she's like, this day was about me. And he says, well, the whole world doesn't revolve around mm. And she could not handle that. She couldn't. But the problem with the, the relationship, that that like communication, was the fact that he didn't even hear what she was saying. She made it all about her. And that because this is my day with my family, you cannot have a life 
or deal with other things that have nothing to do with this experience. Mm-hmm. And if you are, and if you don't show the same amount of happiness and excitement that I need and expect from you, then you must not be into it. And I'm afraid, and I'm going to yell at you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's exactly what happened. She did not get the experience and the and the response that she was hoping for, and he was just texting his family because he's a human being. And right. when relationships become that toxic and not that it's clinginess, but like codependent, like dependent on someone's like experience to be exactly the same as yours, there needs to be individuality in a relationship. Like my wife can text whoever the heck she wants. Mm-hmm. And so can I. And we still love the living daylights out of each other. And right. she has her job. I have my job. I'm not going to be like, what? It's my day. It's my birthday. You went to your job? it's my day right like that's that's very self-centered and someone who has severe severe trauma as well as extreme self-esteem issues that they cannot even the thing that happened in mexico when he was at a party Uh, enjoying himself where she should have been at she was supposed to be there she was sick have been there yeah and okay you're sick there are going to be times in your relationship where your partner does something without you and wishes you were there. And he even said how much he talked about her and how much he missed her being there. Right. And all she could say was, I had a massive panic attack because I thought you were going to leave me and not come back. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And yeah, I mean, I also did see some elements in him of like, when you said the control thing, I mean, I saw some OCD, maybe OCD mm-hmm. elements because- His apartment. Yeah, yeah, and how like he was so worried about if she was going to come in and break a table with her friends and like costumes. It's it almost like felt a little bit like you know with the savior thing like father daughter in a way. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like she's this child, and he has to like teach her like, okay, we don't dance on tables, Danielle. Yep. We don't break. We don't break things. Wait, you want this is how you you want to put that in the living room and don't put it away. <laughs> Like the drum set, right? Yep, yeah. I was so happy when they showed their apartment. That drum set was right in the open. I'm like, ha Yeah. Like, still, like they compromised. But I would say, I don't know if you noticed this. I can definitely tell who went to therapy after Love is Blind. <gasps> who went? I can. Well, Nick and Danielle said that they were going to couples yeah, therapy. They went for sure. Because you can tell just the wording they used. He called himself a fixer. Mm. And like most people don't use that terminology on a daily basis. Um, he learned that in therapy. I think that Ayana has been in therapy on and off for years because I think that she has a lot of stuff in yeah. her life. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I'm not sure if anyone else, but I was just so impressed because Danielle kept saying this is just now because it's so intense and it really ramped up her mental health struggles. And that's something we all need to learn for ourselves. Yeah. Like, we can't judge someone on a week of their life. Right. I know. And, and and we didn't see any of it. We only saw snippets. Right. I heard she was getting a lot of a lot of hate. And I, I read things about, yeah, people calling her a narcissist and things like that. And I felt like that was obviously not completely accurate, not the whole picture. And I felt like, yeah. you know, there was that trauma bond. And I feel like without that kind of language, people don't really understand why they kind of stuck together and, and are still together. And I think, yeah. That, you know, just and, the fact that they're devoted to working on it. Yeah, what were you going to say? Yeah, it's beautiful. Exactly. The fact that they're, work, they're working on it and going to couples therapy, clearly have, they have communicating issues and the way they process what everyone else is saying is super important to work on it. Couples therapy and the, like I do couples therapy. I work in relationships every day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be for like someone had an affair or right. someone cheating on me or they lied about their money and we're broke and we're, you know, we're destitute. It could just be like, hey, we're, we're talking to each other and we're not communicating right. And it's causing arguments. Mm-hmm. And it's learning the way someone else processes information and is able to talk to you. If someone constantly feels attacked without you actually attacking them and you're just talking calmly, that is going to cause argument. I really believe now, you know, there's all studies on, on attachment styles. I really believe that Danielle has anxious attachment. Oh, yeah. Where she's like this push and pull. Like, I want you, but go away. Right. It got too real, go away. It's like very much like that. And, yeah. And, and I think that that uh, Nick was more like avoidant because mm-hmm. he didn't want to deal with a lot of issues. And, and would... I feel like those two, anxious attachment and avoidant, usually do end up being a match. Yes. They usually end up together because it's like this very confusing dance mm-hmm. of this 
like love bombing and depth of relationship and then like pulling away and hiding and and then when the one other one hides the other one tries to get closer because they get anxious that they're running away from them right. and then it's like this back and forth even with nick he stonewalled her like multiple times where he was like i'm done talking about this this is insane like you're insane like this is crazy mm -hmm. we're stopping it. Like, we're done and i also i'll talk about this later you know when we get closer to wrapping up but mm -hmm. like there was a missed question on the reunion huh. uh I think the missed question for everyone was, I know I'm jumping around, but. No, that's all right. Yeah. Like, I know Shayna doesn't have an account anymore on Instagram. Oh. Like, I believe. Like, Danielle has an account and all these people have, might have accounts. And now, of course, they're becoming somewhat influencer famous. Right. Congratulations on you. 10K. Amazing. Right. Mm hmm. They have like 100, 200, 300, yeah. 400 for what? Being on a show and, and having a relationship. How is it like watching and having people message and talk to you like they know what it's like to be on your shoes and know what it's like to be in the relationship and calling you out and making you feel like crap and like a piece of garbage because you got to fight with someone on a TV show, reality show of a week of a relationship that people saw 5% yeah. of. Yeah, like that pressure. thing with reality shows in general, but especially with like, yeah, with like a show like this where you're literally seeing a fraction of someone you know, it's such an odd scenario in the first place so to, for that to be filmed you're not seeing anything about the person below the surface or where they're coming from and if you don't have that background in psychology or couples therapy you're not going to know what you're watching so you're just going to say yeah is that you don't know them and we make you these don't massive judgments about these people i did myself right i'm a human yeah yeah we all like, do it we all do i'm it. not messaging them and and tweeting about them about how terrible this person is how disgusting that person is like i'm not making videos of shane's facial expressions <laughs> and maybe potentially doing cocaine i don't know like uh, everyone yeah. talked about mm -hmm. right and yeah. like i i wonder and i think i think we saw in the reunion a few of that come out like sal was so mature and said like we've already talked about this personally we mm -hmm. don't need to air this out i really like that was yeah i really liked how he handles himself in the that was unbelievable mm -hmm. like it's not for everyone american public and and i saw right. and i thought that shane was super super uncomfortable and did oh. not want to be there oh yeah and he lost some weight also like i'm not he talking about not look like in in terms of health he didn't look great he did not look good that's what i mean uh, i don't mean he lost weight like go you if you wanted to right no it didn't he looked look unhealthy healthy. right it looked and he did he looked like he was about to jump out of his skin with anxiety yeah, yeah. so that's pro like for me it was the conversation i felt bad for shane because i think shane got so much hate and so much flack and so much anger thrown his way for the way he expressed and talked and dealt with things and the Shayna Natalie thing I felt bad like I don't particularly like him I don't I, like not that he's a bad guy mm -hmm. he wasn't my favorite character on the show is what I'm gonna say mm -hmm. right but I feel bad for him as a human being like I Why do you feel would not want to be him in the public to see all that stuff and then get it played back and have people call you out mm -hmm. so like so, that wasn't asked on the show the reunion like how does it deal how do you deal with social media and the public watching it back that's what that was my question that i thought should have been asked right no yeah they definitely did not tap into that at all and i think that would have made for a really important discussion that like a lot of different people could relate to that are from reality shows as well and get that hate and like yeah with the shane thing I mean, you saw, I mean, I'm curious what you think about that too, because with the Shane and Natalie thing, I mean, you saw it building on the show the entire time. I mean, there were little comments here and there that you would make to him. And like, clearly there was some huge explosion right before. Yeah. I, not that I wish we could have seen that because I really would not have wanted that to be filmed for their, for their, for their privacy. Um, there's a few, I wrote down, they were the ones who I wrote down the most notes on actually. Um, yeah, let's hear it. Like Danielle and Nick was more about Danielle and Nick and their relationship and stuff like that. Jared and Ayana have a few things on and like deep and, and uh, shake. We're just about shake really. Um, right. Um, and with, with Natalie and Shane, it's just really interesting. I keep having this very simple conversation with a lot of people that I'm working with on their relationships. And I, and I practice this in my own relationship and I'm not perfect, but I try to practice what I preach sometimes the best that I can. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> definitely don't do well all the time and get in plenty of fights and, and arguments with my, with my wife mm -hmm. and the person. Yeah. Um, that sometimes the biggest thing that we need to do with our partner is expressing what our needs and wants of are out of an experience. 
Mm. So I felt like Shane kept communicating to Natalie, I don't like when you talk to me that way. Like, you're making me feel like crap right now. Yeah. He's... By calling me names. Mm. He kept saying that. Yep. But I don't think he said it in a calm, um, assertive way. I think he made it, like, jokey. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you got to stop that, you know. Ha, ha, ha. And Natalie took that. I think that her, she was trying to be playful. And mm. it came off as being nasty to, to him. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that built up of, like, I just need you to tell me that we're, we're good. But I do think that there's a problem with that from Shane's perspective and for Natalie's perspective to constantly need like a that a boy, uh, you go girl, Mm -hmm. um, you're amazing and affirmations over and over again Mm -hmm. just shows a lack of self-esteem and the ability to do that yourself and the need to be babied, so to speak. Right. Also, I'm going to give Shane some some what's it called props here for a second mm-hmm. his father just died yeah so like who knows what headspace he's actually in to That's actually true. be in a relationship that is true like that wasn't touched upon like his father died four months prior to the show supposedly right like that's a lot like your father seemed to be a huge part of your life you even talk about the fact that you wanted um an old-fashioned fountain for your wedding mm. oh, give yeah. props to your father yeah like and you're trying to jump into a relationship on a reality freaking TV show, trying to make something work. I don't know what, like, I'm not trying to blame him. I'm just saying like, I don't know where his head was at. I think at right. that time he needed a lot of like love and TLC and affection that I don't know if Natalie was picking up on and mm-hmm. able to give. I don't know if that's, I think that she's very um, intelligent, you know, smart, mm-hmm. caring, compassionate. Busy. Yeah. I don't think that she's, um, like, like fluffy, um, right. lovey dovey in that way, like cutesy names and like no you hang up kind of thing. I don't <laughs> think she's. I don't know the word for it. I can't think of the word. Well, it's like I feel like he was the more obviously fun loving, and he sort of came across like a big kid a little bit. He did. You he know? did. He had that energy about him, and I think that like they were a good balance because of that. Because she obviously was the more like you know put together kind of. One, but I think, yes, like the needs obviously weren't being met on maybe on either side. We don't know. But I think that you're right in the sense of like, yeah, with Shane, you can't always expect that validation. I mean, I don't know how much validation he was getting from her at all, though. I don't know. We don't know anything. Yeah. And so like it could have been that maybe he didn't feel like that at all. And his attempts to kind of speak up about it obviously didn't work and he wasn't being serious and she wasn't taking him seriously. But I think if he felt like he wasn't getting that at all from her, then I can see why maybe he was like, all right, well, you know, I feel insecure in this relationship kind of thing in in combination with like his dad having died and feeling just like out of sorts. But they obviously like in a lot of ways seemed like they were really connected. And yeah, it was just unfortunate too, because you could see like how sad they were, especially her and him, both of them in the reunion. And it was like, you wanted, I mean, I felt like I wanted them to like, just try to, you know, go to couple therapy, work it out, you know? See what could happen. Even Nick said that. Nick said, like, yeah, there's clearly love here. I will say, I'm not sure when this happened in the show in their relationship, but I think it was after the no. Um, mm. he said something like, I'm just never enough. Oh, like that's a very deep statement. Yeah, to feel that you are just not enough in a relationship and you need to be reminded that you are enough, but it takes two people to have that happen. Yeah. Like if, if I if I'm feeling down or not myself, or I'm struggling as a parent, or I'm struggling as a therapist, or whatever I'm doing in my life, and I say to my wife, like, I'm not feeling so great hot, I'm not feeling so hot about myself. Mm-hmm. Like that's me saying to my wife, like, I need a little love right now. Yeah. And for her to be able to pick that up and say, Oh, you're this, you're that, just like I would do for her and give her that boost and support. I don't know if Natalie was hearing that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And the and I would just, you know, that that's about Natalie. When it comes to Shane, he really needs to work on expressing himself in a smarter, coherent, yeah. and calmer way. Because he just goes from like zero to 3,000. Mm. Yeah, and like doesn't know what to take seriously then. Because he's like half the time, like you said, more than half the time he's joking. So like, yeah. it's hard to know, yeah, is that something that's like a deep-seated thing? And she obviously wasn't taking it very seriously. I mean, not even just that, even just when they were having that first, like that meal in Mexico, when like mm-hmm. they got real for a second, because he like, he 
jumped down her throat and like didn't give her an opportunity to talk yeah and just like berated her and then walked away and so like i, I said my piece we're done here right it was, very, it was very childish and tantrum yeah and he did that in the pods too he like walked yeah 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 he did he's like what the hell do you want from me and like walked out mm-hmm. um and he he acknowledged that he acknowledged that at the reunion he said like i really need to work on my communication it's yeah. an issue that i have of expressing myself and i'm very emotional and i want to make it clear being emotional i'm an emotional guy mm-hmm. being emotional isn't a problem it's right. just how to balance your emotions and treat the people in your life with respect you can have emotions and have a very calm or even passionate conversation without making the other person feel like crap right and i feel like he did something like for example after the wedding he turned to her and basically took her feeling of feeling like being told you're never going to be the one. I never want to be with you. You're a terrible person or whatever he said to her that made her feel so bad and used it against her, like took her true, honest feelings of expressing herself and, and used it to hurt her more. Yeah. She didn't do that to him. Like she didn't use that as fodder to continue to fight. She just said, I heard you. It hurts. We need to work on that. Mm. He right. could not let that go. Right. I felt like she was really trying, you know, throughout the show to like pick, like hold the space for him and kind of like, you know, cause he was all over the place and she was that kind of rock for him. Um, but again, like there was that, you know, miscommunication and he just can't regulate his emotions either. So like, yeah. it, 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 I will say by the way, with all the things out there about like making fun of his facial expressions and his teeth and his body movements and the way he goes up and down stairs, um, yeah. All the all the memes and funny videos that people have been putting out, um, I don't think you know everyone's like, oh, you must be on cocaine. Like, no, mm, you don't think. I so. think I think he has ADHD, like to the max. I was gonna say, I feel like you know, I would like to hear your thoughts on that because you obviously can tell. Like, I'm sure. Well, I have ADHD. It yeah. doesn't mean I'm an expert at ADHD. Right. But um, when someone struggles with emotional regulation um, and being very hot and cold with their expressiveness and being zero to 60 um, as well as his high energy um, mm-hmm. physical, physical touch is something that's very ADHD esque, like very tactile. Uh-huh. So he's very like physical. Yeah. Um, as well as the constant, not ticks, but the movements of his body in a very awkward mm. or weird way. Um, the speed of his speech, the sometimes incoherent thought process Um as well as the self-esteem is a huge part of ADHD that people don't really talk about. Mm, um, it is. I didn't even know that. Yeah. It's, it's a uh, ADHD comes with um, uh, negative thinking and sometimes intrusive negative thoughts. Mm. Um, and so you can hear like, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not enough mm-hmm. constantly throughout the show. And yeah. as well as uh, the other part I was going to say was his, like his maturity level mm. was a little childish and, mm-hmm. And there was this sense of, like I said, just this emotional dysregulation, this inability to kind of keep things at a calm, cool pace. Um, and and she liked that curiosity, that fun-loving, like, puppy dog, like, puppy energy. Right. Well, she kept saying, too, like, which I thought was interesting. She's like, he's who I want to be. Yeah. Which I, I was curious what you thought about that statement. Because for me, I felt like that's not necessarily, you don't really, you don't, be with somebody because that's who you want to be. Yeah. The got you know, Gottman Institute really has some research on this stuff. Um, and one of the things they talk about that is a, a very classic thing that happens in relationships. I I keep for I've talked about this a few times and I keep forgetting the terminology mm-hmm. is the idea when I'll use like layman's term, when people's personalities rub off on the other person. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, oh. it's it's sometimes a very good thing. Right. Um, so for example, my wife is extremely optimistic more than I will ever be. She's also more adventurous than me. Like, let's go do, let's go run. Mm. Let's not, we don't like running. Let's go out. Like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go, let's go adventure. Let's go out for a Sunday. I sometimes lean more towards the homebody uh, realist mm. side of it. I'm not as much a pessimist, a more realist of like, it's not going to work. We got a plan, like all that kind of thought process. Right. Well, we've been married almost seven years, um, I think. And mm-hmm. I've become more optimistic, more 
um, adventurous, more, yeah, let, let's make the most of a Sunday when we can. Mm. Let's do this. Let's do that. Right. Um, even though this is coming out this week, I think, uh, I'll disclose something yeah. interesting that's happening. Um, my wife and I are actually moving out of New York. Oh. Um, and um, don't worry, anyone who's listening, who are my clients, I already spoke to everyone about it, but I'm keeping, <laughs> my, New York, I'm keeping my New York license virtual. Oh, God. Um, so... I can still see all my my clients and my and and, and any potential clients. Uh, and we're moving out to the West Coast to Nevada. Wow, um, big move! We're pumped. And my in laws moved from L.A. to Nevada. My wife's from L.A. And I I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, I would never consider myself adventurous in that way. And my wife, over the course of being with her, has rubbed off on me on the priority of our lives that used to be just her priority of getting out of taking mm -hmm. hikes, of taking walks, being in nature, taking like having good weather, like all these things yeah. that to me were just not important enough. Um, and the same thing goes for her, right? I hope I rubbed off on her somehow. I'm and sure. if I will see, it doesn't mean that that's a problem either. So just to clarify that no, research shows right. that's that if you don't, it's not anything wrong with you guys. Right. But it happens. It's common. So to take a long-winded answer to your question, to have someone who isn't just like you, that you would like to, you know, have that person in your life to balance you out, I think is really awesome. Mm -hmm. But just be wary. You are very different, which means there's going to be a lot of work to be on the same page, to process things the same way, to even have a conversation, to get on the same page about where to live, what to do. Work-life balance, children, family, everything, because you're so drastically different. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to be a deterrent or a destruction of a relationship. It just means there's a lot more work that has to go on in the basic foundation of the relationship that's built on trust and respect, even though, and goals and values of life, even though you might have different styles of being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a balance. That's true. I think it's it's good to have somebody that has qualities that you admire and that you would like to integrate into your life. And I thought, you know, that the way that she was saying it, maybe she kind of said it in a different way, but she was kind of saying, like, I want to keep who I want to be. Right. And yeah, I it was weird. Putting him on the pedestal of like. It was, it was weird. Yeah. So I wondered if that like also played a role in like, you know, why she was attracted to him because like he want he was this person that she like kind of idealized in some ways yeah. and um wanted to be like and i think that that's good for like a mentor or like a friend but i think <laughs> you know what i mean but like in a relationship i think yeah of course like opposites attract i think that there's a lot that you can you know glean from the other person i've definitely taken on matt's qualities in certain ways he's taken on mine but I think at the same time, you know, you don't want to put somebody so much on this pedestal of like. Oh, it, pedestal it, is so bad for right. relationships. Yeah. Because the one they'll never live up to it and you'll never live up to them. Yeah, exactly. It's just this imbalance of power from the beginning. And they're, just a, they're just a person. Like they're not. It's a person. Right. Just a person. And they have like, yeah, I, I, I've never worked with anyone who's done that before. It's very interesting. Like to, to imagine that someone's like, oh, they are it. Like they're everything. And I, right. I can only, I'm so blessed and, and in their, in their grace of, you know, presence. Like, I just feel like it would be so weird. Right. And it I sounds cultish to me. Right. And then like, that is interesting. Like how they got into that one big blowout before the wedding. And then that was it. So it's sort of like, did he fall from grace in her eyes? Like, why were they not able to sort of like continue to work through that? I, I think he was massively drunk. Mm-hmm. I think he was, I'm not trying to make fun of him. I think him <laughs> messing up at the baseball. Wait, I knew you were going to say that because everyone is saying that. I think it put him in a really like bad ego mood. Yes. Of like, I suck. I'm the worst. I embarrass myself in front of these men. Yeah. And it was my dream of playing in Wrigley Field and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then he comes home and she probably made one small comment. Mm, said and he was like, that's it. We're, yep. do we're doing this. I think that totally could have been and it. Even, and even if you see in the reunion, the way that he attacks her, I hear what he's saying. Wait, what? What are you referring to? Which thing? What, like the thing of of right, there you go, ADHD moment where I thought that I said the sentence and never said it. Um, <laughs> where where he kind of when like they had the all out on Shane about Natalie and her. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and 
making him seem like the bad guy and he's like are you not going to take any mm. like are you not going to take any part in this like is i'm not i think he was trying to defend himself because i think the world of social media turned against him to be this villain devil like dr jekyll mr hyde character right um which is not fair to him because we do not know him that we do true. not know what it was like to be with them we were not there for majority of the time yeah but i think he felt a lot of heat and just wanted her to like say i'm sorry she never said i'm sorry yeah, she there never those words. her part in it, I feel, until he was yeah. like, you know, you need to take some accountability for this. You were there also and you played a role. Yeah. So, but the way he did it, well, I agree with what he was trying to say, but the way he did it and his body language was like so aggressive. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was, like you said, like he was going to jump out of his body. Yes. And then the stuff with Shayna, like he could, he didn't want to talk about it. He just shut down. He closed his body off. He like hit yes, his face. Why did you think he did that? I was... Curious. I just think that there was a lot of embarrassment there. One, I'm not sure if he feels like I, I'm making huge assumptions because right. I don't know anything. I think that he felt that he should have ended up with her. Oh, interesting perspective. And why they tried to, you know, make some go at it. I Or there's some semblance of embarrassment that happened with their relationship. I think mm-hmm. that thing that Kyle pointed out, that, that conversation that happened between Shane and Shayna, where he was like, thought it was Natalie yes yeah and kyle's like how did the show let that happen and vanessa's mm-hmm. like next question right that was so and big kyle's like that's a huge part like if you if the show produced it and pushed that to happen yeah like, that's not okay yeah i mean that was confusing too because i i mean you would think that they knew who was going to be in the pods uh-huh. but I, I don't know if that was the case for the entire show where they just like didn't know until they were in there but it did feel like a setup a little bit yeah, so, like, I think, and, and the fact that, like, on the beach with Shayna, you know, like, mm. trying to talk smack about Natalie, and, like, are you sure you want to be with her, and, like, do pull the same thing that happened last season with that other blonde woman, I forget her name, um, like, and try to rip a, a relationship oh, apart. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think it, I think they've got a lot of heat for that, and I think that he just didn't want to deal with it. I think he was done and tired of he, dealing with he, all the questions. Like, he had shut and, Yeah. And he shut down. And then, like, I don't know, Shayna really bothered me. Shayna really bothered me too. Like, I felt like she was there to sort of like stir the pot the whole time. And I don't know whether she was like actually trying to have a relationship. Maybe, maybe not, but it was unclear. We didn't, again, like we didn't see half of the conversation with Kyle, but Kyle seemed like a very real, genuine guy who was willing to work past the the religion part. Yeah. And she, and I'm not blaming her because like, I'm a religious, I'm an Orthodox Jew. Like I'm a religious guy. Like, I don't know how I would feel dating and marrying someone who doesn't have my beliefs. Yeah, who's an atheist. Right? He's an atheist. Yeah. Okay, good for him. That's what he wants to do. Great. Right. She was, like, all about God. She even said, like, it's not the fact of religion. It's my relationship with God. And you can see, like, he rolled his eyes a little bit. And, like, he was like, okay. But he was willing to put put that past and, like, make a commitment to compromise for her. Yeah. And it seemed like she made her mind up from the second she saw him. Right, she the she second was... that Shane said no, mm-hmm. and the fact that she left Mexico, I know, and he was left by himself for her to con- for him to continue going after her, and for her to not let him go earlier, he was a thousand percent right at the reunion. Oh, yeah. you should have never said yes to me. That was not fair. I totally agree. I mean, I think she apologized. Yeah, she was stringing him along. I think she did want to be on the show longer. I think everything that he was saying about her was true. And she's like, oh, but your 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 grandmother's ring, like, but you could have said no. You could have said no, like, right? That's don't deflect. That's not the point. Even when you left Mexico, you could have said no, and you kept. I met your family. Yeah, and it's a shame because you know I, apparently Kyle and uh, Deeps were like really close in the pods, and like that would have been such a great thing to have. Did we even see that, by the way? Not really. I don't even remember seeing them talking in the pods. I mean, maybe once or twice, but yeah. Also, what about the other, like, ten? men and women so i've heard that a few of them also got engaged but they don't air all of the couples really i heard that which is so weird why oh, i feel so bad for them <laughs> i know it's weird but yeah i think that like obviously most of them probably didn't but i think there were like two couples that they said got engaged and maybe they weren't dramatic enough i guess and i, I guess was like they... okay right <laughs> so, like they were also in Mexico and didn't come to the, the videoing. They were just sitting there having a good time watching from the sidelines. <laughs> That's so awkward. That is so awkward. I know. I did love how they all like 
did have those like um, gatherings together though when and they were all talking about like oh like you know each other in the pods and like yeah I thought that was an interesting dynamic of the show what did you think of Ayana and Jarrett um I was really confused about Jarrett why were you confused not about him and Ayana just the way that he was so cutesy with Mal like mm-hmm. Mal Mal and Jer Bear oh yeah it was so adorable and I think that they actually would have worked out more than Sal and Mal would have yeah um just from their vibe and energy and like her being a guy's girl kind of thing of like sporty yeah. and and he's like this you know macho guy and right all that kind of stuff I don't know we we don't know but right. I think that Ayana really showed a huge amount of trust mm-hmm. and really working through some some inner really worries that yeah being like thinking that you are second fiddle mm. yeah yeah. Is it probably a very, like, I wouldn't know that. I haven't dated multiple people at once. Right. But um, that would that would mess with my head. To say, like, you just asked someone else to marry you. They said no, and now you're asking me. Yeah, and she's, like, watching them talk and, like. Yeah. But I, I, I do commend them for trying. Me too. And me too. I do, I do commend the idea of the concept of the experiment. Like, there are multiple people at once trying to go for multiple people. There's going to be multiple thought processes of different people. So it makes right. sense in theory. It doesn't mean it feels nice. And she was struck. She was really struggling with that throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had her head on straight. She I, like gave it to him. Yeah. I thought they had some really, you know, great conversations about it. And I agree that she's probably like really working through this in therapy. I don't know if they were both in therapy together, but. No, it's, clearly if you like from what her story is of the fact that she moved in with a random mm. two adults and got adopted at, I don't know, 18 or 20 or something. Yeah. Shows that she has some history of something going on in her house and her home life. Yeah. That there is probably is some issues with trust. And she kept saying something over and over again. And I wanted to like scream at the TV <laughs> in like, not in to yell at her, but to say like, she kept saying, I need action, not words. And the hard part is, is mm. that there, she says something at the end. And after when she like said, yes, she said, I have to realize that there's no time for action. I have to say, yes and see the action when there's time to see it Mm, because how do you see action of change in two weeks right right you have to like trust the process and trust that like you know trust his word that he's saying i'm committed to you Mm -hmm. and you can even say the way they experimented instead like they had to figure out things because he struggled with that old lifestyle of partying clubbing you know late nights right and and it took work Mm mm-hmm I think I think they're the most legit couple with how much they're working. I think so too. I think that they were like kind of they came out on top, like in terms of like the strongest couple, the ones that were like actually working on their compatibility and had like depth to their relationship and trust. And they were so adorable with each other, like I... facial expressions and like they were really cute. Oh, they were so adorable. She's so they adorable. Each other. Like when they saw each other, like they really were into one another. So that yeah, that was like the love is blind part. I feel yeah, and and. I find, you know, it interesting of the pairing off of people. Like you have the two Latino people ending up together. Mm-hmm. Two black people ending up together. Um, you have the white couple. It's just so interesting. The Indian couple. Yeah. And they didn't see each other at all. Right. And yeah. I, won- I wonder if that plays. I wonder if that would change if they saw each other okay. and if they go for that type without seeing versus seeing. That's a really good point. Yeah, I was really wondering that throughout, too. Like, you know, I mean, you have to trust, I guess, the show that, like, they don't actually know what they look like. But I was wondering if, you know, when it wasn't filmed, if they were asking questions about this. And, like, if that just happened that way. I don't know. I don't know how comfortable I would be. Like, okay, by the way, what race are you? What? <laughs> like, <laughs> Not like, what? what race are you? But I feel like some questions might have alluded to, like, what's your, you know, heritage? Of course. Of course. Yeah. The culture, heritage. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's a super important Um but I, f- I find Jared and Ayana so adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the connection of the, the uh, adopted parents that mm-hmm. they had with her. Like how much support and strength they were giving her and empowering her. Oh, yeah. Um, so great when I love that dude, like the, whoever that father is. Like, yeah. I love that guy. They really, really took her in like that's their daughter. Yeah. And the way they talk about her, the way they protect her, the way they like I I want to have them as parents, you know, like, been amazing. <laughs> yeah. They seemed and, amazing, really supportive, really unconditionally loved her. Yeah. It was beautiful yeah. to watch. 
and and I think that you know uh I I think this is a very a fun experience that they went through I, like I said I just hope that they that each of the people on the show deal with the publicity of the show in a healthy mm -hmm. way than just trying to be influencers online mm -hmm. um because like Natalie seemed to be not so great with everything like super still emotional yeah um, and she even said something really interesting she's like i struggled to get over that fight like, i have things to work on mm -hmm. right like they, they tried and she couldn't get past it you know yeah. it's really just the starting point i think for yeah. all of them in different ways i think exactly that they could all obviously benefit from therapy or individual or couples um and i i hope that they do i agree i hope that they really take this and like instead of just trying to become an influencer out of it like really take it to be like part of their personal growth journeys yeah, and I, I do find, I was going to ask you, what do you think about the next show, Ultimatum? Oh, yeah. I mean, that seems, I could, honestly, when I watched that preview, I was like, I can't follow this. Like, what is going on? I, I think I get it, but I think it's like a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. But like, basically, it's people who are like, if my wife and I were like fighting over tying the knot or making this official, yeah. we would go to the show and they would pair us oh, up with yeah. somebody else. Mm -hmm. To see if we're like to see the two worlds, the world that you knew before and the world of this person that you were matched up with. Yeah. And will you go back to the person that you haven't been saying yes to and say yes to? Or are you going to leave them and say yes to a new person? Right. Yeah. I don't understand how that concept is supposed to. It makes me uncomfortable. Like, like they're <laughs> trying to rip apart relationships. Yes. Yeah. It's like, exactly. It's like, that's not how to work through. And actually... instead of helping them like commit commitment issues you're giving them other options like right it's it's literally defeating the purpose of working through something and actually figuring it out together yeah i don't know it was just so was weird like, no that's gonna like, be a wild one we're gonna have to make an episode on that one <laughs> sounds good what were, what were your final thoughts on everything from the show yeah i mean it was just so interesting i loved how there were some couples that worked out and some didn't because i feel like it really showed that like you know the experiment i guess could work in some senses but like you know, I think that their love is not completely blind. I mean, I think that's what it shows. It's like there are other elements to it. And I think that like the ones that worked out were very few of them. Most of them yeah. didn't work out. I think last season was also too. I just love the fact that, you know, now there's like this, that shake was like love is blurry and uh, not, not, and I'll, I'll wrap up with another thought before I said he's, he got called from a company. He's having a podcast now. Like he's being what? called. Yeah. On his Instagram. He's like, it's like a, a podcast that's on radical honesty. Are you joking? Okay. That's like, it's going to feed into his narcissism. That's and a his joke. Wow. I'm so serious. And he want, they want to call it like love is blurry or. Oh like, my God. Shake it off or shake up the truth or something like that. <laughs> um, that really, that's that's what, what he was in it for. He just wanted to be famous. I believe so. Maybe he wasn't doing so well in his vet business. Um, <laughs> I think it's like a beautiful thing. I really just. Like, there's a piece of me that wishes that I know it would ruin the production of it. And I know that it wouldn't be as dramatic, but as a therapist and someone who loves love and loves relationships, like I wish they would call legitimate therapists to help yeah. them. Not, not maybe not on camera. Like don't do that. You know, HIPAA, all those things <laughs> work through all the stuff right. where the, the therapist isn't seen and not heard, but like those three weeks, after the pods, they should have had someone helping them work through stuff to make it work because it could have worked with a few of them. And who knows how happy they could have been mm. if they would have gotten the help then and not had a reality show pushing and pressuring them to make decisions and act certain ways and be certain ways. Mm -hmm. And then have a massive blowout on TV and then lose someone who might really mean something to you because clearly you said yes for a reason. I completely agree. I feel like the whole show would have been, it would have been so much more substantive and like actually, you know, I think tied in nicely with the whole purpose yeah. of the show. Yeah. It breaks my heart a little bit. There's a, there's an account. She really does a lot of, uh, I think her name is ba Back to Love Doc, her name is. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't know. I don't, can't pronounce her full name and don't want to mess it up on uh, a <laughs> podcast. Um, and she does a lot of recaps of, of Bachelor, Bachelorette shows. Oh, cool. Um, and I reached out to her when I posted that thing that I, that your, mm -hmm. your hubby, your hubby picked up on and, yeah. and messaged me, uh, so adorable. He's like the sweetest person. Um, <laughs> yeah. And 
Very exciting um, episode. And uh, she was like, she wrote a whole post on the, like the perspective idea of, of therapists being on these shows mm. to show people what real community, like what reality means of a relationship and not what TV shows yeah. and like have it on massive Netflix and, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS TV shows to show the real work of therapy mm. of couples therapy of what it takes to work on a relationship. The hard part is HIPAA. The hard part is right. Legal. The hard part is the production side. Like will the producers cut and paste things to make it look fun or dramatic or right. But I, or it's such, you know, a, make, yeah, it's just, they need yeah. it. Cause we're showing all like, you know, this turmoil with relationships that like just clearly have no guidance. Don't work out. We need to see what can happen with like actual, therapist couples therapist you maybe you need a show no don't even don't even start emma literally <laughs> i would die i <laughs> literally have pitched to new tv shows to make a segment on their show i'm not lying i believe and i would love 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 to be like a dr phil-esque personality mm-hmm. with who, who's actually licensed um, I know. And- I I think of I honestly I agree. I think of this all the time. I'm like, ev- there's so many shows that could benefit from having a therapist on there, that it it drives me nuts just to see when they don't have. And I'm not saying that I'm like this amazing special person, but like, no, but- I would love to do. Like, I'm willing. Like, put me. Like, I would rather. I made a joke once. Someone <laughs> asked me to write something like a blog post, and I'm like, I'd rather speak in front of a million people than write a blog post because my biggest fear is writing. I'm a terrible writer. That's so. But like. I would love to do it. Like, like I would love to do camera. it too. Sign us you know, up, everyone listening. Sign us up. <laughs> you know what, Emma? When you and I become famous and make and make a, a big deal for our uh, for uh-huh. ourselves, maybe we'll start our own production company and TV shows. Oh my god, that trendy therapist and the dude therapist. I love it. Oh, there you go. Good that's like the, that's that's the good title. That's what that's that's what we're gonna end on because that's a fucking perfect ending. <laughs> Gold right there. I love it. Love it, Eli. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. Emma, thank you so much for, you know, all the amazing work you do. I love all the honesty and realness. Also, the fashion that you put out there is so cool. But really, to show that a therapist is like a normal person in this world who has ups and downs is like inspiring and unbelievable. And I can't believe I get to call you a colleague and friend um, from school. And uh, maybe, you know, who knows what the future will hold. Who knows? And yeah, you as well. Thank you so much. Everyone check out your podcast as well. The dude, It's called The Dude Therapist, right? Yeah, I'm just a dude who happens to be a therapist. It's not for dudes. It just, I thought it was a catchy name. Yeah, it is a catchy name. I love it. I think it's amazing. The Dude Therapist and you're doing amazing work. You always have someone great on your podcast. Every week, I feel like, I'm like, where are these people coming from? So check it out. And Eli, thank you so much again. Thanks so much. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.